Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore the celestial landscape for the month, what's happening in the stars. We choose a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. So it's March. It's March. Oh, my goodness. And we have some March madness with the planets to talk about. But before we get into March, I thought it might be great to do a little regrouping from February because there was so much going on, especially around the Mercury retrograde. So, so we'll, be- look, we'll look back in honor of the <laughs> retrograde. So yeah, we'll go backwards before we go forward. And the retrograde continues on until March um, 9th, I believe. Yes. So we still got a little bit of that retrograde action happening. But looking back, I mean, what, what was your experience like of February? I mean, for example, I mean, what did anything, you know, of note happen for you during the Mercury retrograde in Pisces? Um, numerous things of note. <laughs> numerous notable. because you are a Pisces. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And the sun actually in its retrograde. No, wrong. Mercury in its retrograde. <laughs> I'm all like mixed up in the retrograde. Um, connected with my sun because I have an early Pisces sun. So I think that my experience that I wanted to share is very much like how I've been feeling the retrograde, mm-hmm. which is... Um, And sometimes it's that thought of like, you know, the things that I share as an astrologer that we share here or I write about or in my classes or with clients and you speak about and then it's, okay, wait, you have to take your own advice, you know, (laughs) and thinking about (laughs) and thinking about how like I've come up with a handful of ideas of projects that I want to work on and finding myself being like, okay, I have to make decisions about them now and like get these all dialed in. And it's like, No, 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 no. It's not time for decisions, right? It's really time to to go slow, to sit sit in the soup of these ideas, right? To be really like perfumed by these thoughts. I know that's my new favorite word of to be perfumed by. In the soup of ideas. (laughs) So Gemini, I have to say. Totally. She's got Gemini rising. Um All the Pisces, like all the like secrets revealed, the full disclosure. Um, wait, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, perfume. So, perfume. Um. <laughs> perfume threw me off. So t- t- I've really been seeing like in terms of these projects that I'm designing and there are these education projects um, that I'll be putting out about how to sleep better, how to dream better. And, you know, finding myself sort of under that self-imposed pressure to like make a decision so that I can then make the next decision and then mm-hmm. realizing wait, it's too premature, Mm. right? It's not time to put things out. It's really time to, you know, be absorptive, right? And to really sit with things, but also noticing that sense of impatience, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just having to dial back and realize that, like, by standing still within the ideas, the next level of the ideas do come. And then seeing that notion of, like, if I pushed ahead with that initial idea, I would have gotten to a dead end because it actually wasn't the right idea. So really having that lived, deeply lived experience of, again, just sitting with the information so that it can evolve a deeper level of insight in terms mm-hmm. of what direction to go. Interestingly enough, with these education products, which, projects, which is very Mercury. 
Yeah, right. I think that's such a great uh, way to hold the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I, <laughs> Moon in Pisces, I did took permission to, like, not do anything. And now I'm a little panicked. <laughs> so I kind of went to the opposite of, like, you know what? I'm just going to chill out and not do anything. Um, so now it all, you know, the timing is right to get moving again. The other thing I want to share about, yeah, about February was, you know, we had that uh, Venus square Pluto towards the end of the month of Venus being in uh, well, Venus in Aries and Pluto in Capricorn. And, you know, that Venus energy about what we value and our relationship with self and love and all that. And that Pluto saying, dig deep, dig deep, dig deep. I really felt that. And also, just in context, um, I now have at the very same time, universal Pluto square, my Venus, because mm -hmm. my Venus is in the opposite sign of Libra. And it's really pushing some buttons about getting very clear about my money. Like, where do I spend my money? What am I doing with my money? Valuing my money a little bit more. Not freaking out about anything, just really bringing a whole new level of consciousness and the opportunity maybe to transform some ways of being with my values and my money. So that was really kind of up for me in February and is, gonna, is continuing on. And even though I feel like it was a reality check, <laughs> Pluto loves to give those deeper reality checks, I feel like it was a really good one. Okay, now we've looked backwards. Let's spring forward because that's right. March is the official beginning of spring with the spring equinox on March 19th. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the end of the Mercury retrograde because that's happening around the same time as we have that full moon in Virgo. And also the full moon in Virgo is going to be opposite Neptune and Pisces. So that's a kind of interesting configuration. For sure. You know, before I talk about that, I've one thing that I'm really present to, and maybe this is really what some of the March undertones are, is this notion of pushing forward, going mm, back, pushing yeah. like springing forward and all that action we're going to talk about at the end with Mars at the end of the month. But yet we're dialing it back before the ninth because we're still in the retrograde. So be interesting to see if like that sort of that theme, like, do I go forward? Do I go back? Do I go forward? Do I go back and finding that balance? Totally. Totally. Um, so on the ninth, it's really interesting, this lineup, because that is the day that this current Mercury retrograde comes to a close, mm -hmm. right? And as we've spoken about numerous times, when a planet shifts direction, so when it starts its retrograde, when it ends its retrograde, the energetics, the signatures of that planet are super strong. So a couple of days before the ninth and a couple of days after the ninth, there's a lot of mercury energy, right? So mm -hmm. probably lots of information, lots of news, lots right. of focus of getting from point A to point B, whether that's ourselves, whether that's information getting from me to you or you to somebody else or goods getting from place to place. And so that's a big theme. And as all this information feels really concentrated, it's at that same time that we have that full moon. Generally, with the Virgo full moon, there's this dance between Virgo, 
feeling good, the moon in Virgo, feeling good, feeling habituated to a pay attention to the details where things are separate, where things are discernible, holding that in context of the Pisces energy, mm. which is like nothing's discernible. We're all in that same <laughs> perfumed soup again. <laughs> yes, back to the perfume. Back to the perfume. <laughs> you know, I always think a big Neptune Pisces theme is what is real and what is yeah. not real. And just discerning the two and maybe trying to find that balance. And also with the Mercury retrograde uh, as it stations, is actually going to station in Aquarius, right? And that's where I think some of that bigger information, maybe even higher information, you know, can overload, can come into play. So remember, of course, we always look at things a few days before and a few days after that they're going to be happening. But if you were to say kind of like what we could be mindful of during that Mercury station coming to an end, full moon in Virgo, what would you say we could be mindful about? I feel like it's important to be mindful of both paying attention to the discernible right to the to the facts right mm. to real tangible facts while also at the same time being really present present to the gestalt oh. so that it's not just the pieces and the whole it's both of those mm. Right. Where it is actually the pieces that make up the whole and that the whole is comprised and can be understood, not just by this feeling connection, but by actually understanding the rational um, pieces that make that up. Well, I think we're done, folks. I think that just that <laughs> that's so beautiful, Stephanie. I think that I just think that gives us context for just about everything. So we'll see you next. No, no, no. What? But <laughs> I was thinking because <laughs> Pisces is so unbounded and it's like it's never ending that I just realized, oh, wait, I have something else to say. <laughs> is there more perfume, <laughs> Stephanie, more that you'd perfume. like to share with us? There's more perfume, which is just I, when I think about Virgo and Pisces, right, both Pisces is very ideal and Virgo is very focused on the perfection. So just be careful not to be super self-critical, mm. not to do the martyr thing, not mm-hmm. to do the over-worry, the over-anxiety. Mm-hmm. Between that and the Mercury station, there just can be like bubbles of anxiety. Yeah. So like do yeah. what you can to just like manage that and um, yeah. It's very good. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just, it's just so juicy. The Thank perfume. you, Stephanie. So, moving forward, let's moving talk, forward. let's move forward and talk a little bit. Like probably the big kind of story this month is the um, the kind of the March Madness theme is <laughs> Jupiter. Yeah, March Madness. I love I that. I love it. Jupiter conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. And when we were talking earlier and just reviewing, getting ready for the podcast, I put in my notes that you wrote digging deeper into our roots as a real theme for that conjunction. And I think it's, you know, I think there is a lot of opportunity because it's in that earthy, earthy sign of Capricorn. We've got Jupiter saying, let's expand this. Let's be big picture. And Capricorn saying, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it really, really deeply rooted in what's real. Yeah, completely. It's so interesting too, right? Because that's something I believe we talked about or we touched on in January that one of the big themes for this year from an astrological perspective was that Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, which the exact first of the three 
is, I think it's April 4th. Right. But it really gets amplified and like gets announced, if you will, I feel like, at the end of the month because Mars, yes. as you're saying, yes. Mars connects to both of them. Yes. You know, around right after the equinox. Right, right. So it's that that sense of amplification well, it's totally marsy you know here we, you know here we have the spring equinox which is all about new beginnings and forward movement and getting clear and then we get you know, we have aries the sign of aries coming in which is the ram and aries is the pioneer and the leader and the mover and the shaker so let's get it going you know what i mean so we've got all this like marsy energy and then we bring in these other planetary players and it gets a little complicated it gets very complicated. And I think the complication is also that, you know, with Jupiter and Pluto, it's like there is an expanded focus on really getting down to business, right? Mm. And really digging into like what's underneath. What, mm. like you said, what's real? What's at the roots? Mm-hmm. What's like at the foundation and the integrity? And then Mars. Which is heavy energy, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's heavy energy to be like, wait, we are built on this is like a sandcastle. Like, what is this mm-hmm. actually? What's the firmament that anything, my beliefs or the way that I've structured my life or collectively that things are built on? Mm-hmm. You know, there may be this really strong um, experience of revealing mm-hmm. this notion of what's underneath and is it solid or is it wobbly? Mm-hmm. And then you have that Mars there. By the way, I must be so Martian because no one can see me besides from <laughs> Megan and our producer Nick, but I'm like just gesticulating she's like, like crazy. She, she's, her arms are going a mile a minute. Mars, oh Mars. <laughs> Mars, oh Mars. Um, so there's feels like there's that amplification mm-hmm. of that, whether it's like that amplification is I really want to get to the bottom of things or the bottom of things is gotten to collectively. Mm. You know, so we really, I feel like, need to um, be aware that, mm-hmm. excuse my language, but shit might really come up mm-hmm. for yeah. ourselves personally or we may really see that excavation and that shit out in the world and that ugliness and all of that stuff that we tamp down for a reason, but it is keeping us from being truly in alignment with honesty and, and verity in yeah, our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I think about Mars, you know, Mars is a pushy planet. Mars is bossy. Mars is like, let's get going. And so I think the, the you know, Mars usually has so much momentum with it. You know, it's really, Mars is not sitting around eating bonbons. So that Mars, like you say, an amplifying is just really going to push things. And I think if we're willing to go with that push, to ride that momentum, especially mm-hmm. if the Mercury retrograde... <laughs> You know, if we're willing to, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was asleep during the Mercury retrograde. I was. Remember, I took a, an excuse to chill out and not do anything. So now I'm ready for Mars to wake me up and smell the coffee, right? With the Jupiter Pluto, I think this could be a really time where things do start getting moving forward, and we're going to start seeing that. At the same time, I think you know whatever's not supposed to be happening or is not sustainable or is not real is really gonna like come up, right? Totally. You know, I think for all of us, because obviously, like we, there's things in our life we can control and there's things we can't, right? Mm-hmm. And these larger things, and especially here we are, like mm-hmm. recording for March. We're here at the end of February, and it's this whole notion of being at this bring point with the coronavirus yeah. and seeing 
all of that, which feels very Plutonian. Yes, it um, does. It does. And so we notice, you know, really seeing like those things in our life that are we don't have control over, which is a Pluto reminder. But what is it that we can choose? And mm. I feel like it definitely behooves all of us as the third week of March is coming around, or if not before that, to really say, where is it that I can dig in? Mm-hmm. Where is it that I can really like suss out the secrets? Where it, is it that I can really like get to the bottom and get to the heart of the matter within the some realm of my own life that I can have that control? Yeah. And I think, you know, being practical about it, because it's, you know, it's got that kind of Capricorn energy. Yeah, exactly. And as you're talking about this, I just, funny, it's what's going through my mind is, I have a deck of tarot cards that's coming out, and I did a huge Kickstarter campaign, and they're being printed in yes, China. Right. So, you know, there's been plant shutdowns and tariff issues that I've, like, learned so much about patience and surrender and divine right timing. But right when this is happening is when those tarot cards are getting on a aeroplane, an aeroplane, to come here. And part of me is like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, you know, it's going to be really interesting, you know, to see, you know, whether things are going to come together, whether that movement that we've been waiting so long for is going to happen. So it's always interesting to see how these little aspects show up in our personal lives as well as kind of like the universal life. So everybody say a little, little the throw God's willing. Yes, 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 yes. Little prayer, little prayer. Little prayer. Well, a good, good, a good time to be mindful. Absolutely. And right, mindful of what's coming up. And if, you know, fear is coming up or feeling of out of control is coming up, just to just just to just to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be with that and to do whatever it is you can within your own power. Right. To find a sense of. And I think for all of us, right, like that deeper sense of rootedness, you know, as our foundations of security might feel like they're shaken, how do you redefine? How do you transform? That's Pluto. Transform that sense of stability, that it may be something new and different. Yeah, that's good. That's good, Stephanie. Because the devil is in the details, do you want to share any, um, you're gestating, you're Mars gestating again. Do you want to share any details with dates? With that uh, oh, Jupiter yeah. um, Pluto, because I know you love the dates. Love the dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because it's, it's, it's there, it's going to be in an exact conjunction in early April, then it goes backwards. Yeah, and then it's, okay, now I actually don't have the dates oh, off the top Lord. of my head. It's sometime, I think, the end of June, and then I believe it's November 12th is the last one of those exact Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions, with the first one being April 4th. Right, and I bring that up just because it colors so yeah. much of the tone for the whole year, and can you tell that we're actually recording this during the Mercury retrograde? <laughs> because it feels very much so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, no, yes. No, yes, yes, yes. So also, um, we were going to talk about Saturn. Saturn. But before that, just a shout out to, again, you did say this, we did say this before, but like another shout out to the 19th is the equinox. Yes. The beginning of spring or the beginning of fall if you live down under. So just a big seasonal shift. Yeah. And we spring forward from watery, numinous oriented, go with the flow Pisces to like get out onto the battlefield, feel the fire, feel the passion, Aries. Yeah, we spring forward into some March madness. <laughs> it's going to be interesting those last couple of weeks. Yes, but let's talk because we are going to talk about the tarot card for the month. But before we do that, let's talk about another kind of big thing 
that's happening this month is Saturn is shifting signs. Mm -hmm. And Saturn only shifts signs, what, every like two and a half years. So when Saturn shifts signs, it's always, there's a change in the energies. There's a change in the universal and social zeitgeist. We definitely feel a new vibration. So Saturn for the last couple of years, two and a half years, has been in the sign of earthy Capricorn. We've been talking a lot about Capricorn. And it's moving into dun, 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 the sign of airy, a uh, big Aquarius. pictures. Aquarius. Airy. Another. Airy. Oh, airy Aquarius. Airy Aquarius. <laughs> Not Aries. It's definitely Mercury. Rich. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so it's moving into Aquarius. So air, big picture. What a change, right? And it's only going to do it for just a little brief moment before it's going to dip back into Capricorn again. But... It, you know, I definitely think it's something to pay attention to. For sure. So it goes into Aquarius Aquarius on the 31st of March um, and stays there till July 1st, dips back, dips its toes back into Capricorn until December 16th. And then in December 16th, goes back into Aquarius for another couple of years. So that's when it's official. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's sort of like, I mean, no, it is kind of official. Well, it's it's happening. It's real. Yeah. Right. But okay. it's almost like to taste test. Like, hey, this is what we're going to be doing. We kind of now then and from July to like December, finish some stuff up in the sign of like business and structures and government and things like that. Um, but to your point, I think that when it goes in at the end of this month, there is this shift in the zeitgeist, right? Like Saturn related to like are the foundations strong? Like, where do you do the work? Like, where is the strength, but where is the weakness so that we can fortify the strength in Aquarius? Mm -hmm. And I, my hope is that Saturn in Aquarius and then Jupiter in Aquarius when it gets there in, in um, December will show us that the strength is in numbers. The strength is mm. in the collective. The strength and fortitude comes from rallying together with Aquarius, the like-minded community, yeah. where people come together to realize that it is the network of people who share your visions and your values. And by forging a structure around that, that's where things can get real and change can occur. Yeah, that's beautiful, Stephanie, because, you know, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie, you know, <laughs> Aquarius, of course, is the humanitarian planet, mm. you know, and it's, you know, it's part of the Aquarian age. And to have Saturn mm. there feels very, very, you know, luminous to me, you know. And yes, and so it's one planet, one border. We all come together. So, yes, it feels very hopeful, doesn't it? It feels very hopeful. I mean, I think, too, you know, when Saturn has been in Capricorn, it rooted out and mm. showed us the... um sort of faulty underpinnings of structures such as government and business yeah. and patriarchy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And going into Aquarius, I think that we, sh you know, there may be this more realization, stronger realization around the weaknesses and the underpinnings of not just the collectives, but Aquarius being technology, mm, right? It'll be interesting course. to see, like, you know, mm -hmm. with all this focus on social media and Facebook and Twitter and sort of their rules are not rules in terms of what people can post. Like, will they bring more regulations mm -hmm. related to that? Like, what will the role of technology be and how we pay attention to that within our collective? 
Yeah, and of course we'll be talking much more about this as as much as Saturn <laughs> much more as Saturn continues that that um, going into Aquarius. So, so 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 let's talk about the tarot card. No, 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 no. What did I forget? No. So by the way, and I actually really love this, like you said before, about like <laughs> it is so retrograde, but but I think that it's good to. Like we're being a lived example of like what the retrograde is like, right, that we like go forward and then we go back and we like give ourselves that freedom during this time, all of us as we live that. Um, oh, the only other thing I wanted to add was on the um, third on the. Oh, OK. So Saturn goes into Aquarius on the 21st of March. Sorry about that. And Saturn comes together with Mars on the 31st. Oh, that's right. So that's more about at the end of the month, just really slowly and very simply go slow. Go yes. slow. Be very thoughtful with how you move your body. Be really thoughtful on how you get things across. Be really thoughtful in, and slow and, and sort of judicious in how you drive or how you bicycle. Again, like how you're moving your energy. Just don't cut corners on that level. I'm so glad that you remembered that because I think that's super important. We yeah. cannot forget that Mars-Saturn. Especially with all that Mars action. Okay. And I think that then because of all of this, I mean, let's write show notes with the dates. Okay. We'll put episode notes with all these dates so it's clear. Yeah, well, you can do that because that's <laughs> that's something that Megan can't wrap her brain around. I'll but anyway, stay tuned, work. folks, for that. Okay, so the tarot card, tarot the tarot card, card for the month. And I really like this because the tarot card that I chose is actually the tower card. And the tower card is ruled by Mars, which is really interesting. And so what the tower card represents is the structures of our lives that we have built brick by brick by brick but are no longer serving us. And so what happens with the tower card is it feels like those foundations and those structures, those that which our towers are built on, are being ripped out from under us and the tower crumbles. It's a little bit like the Tower of Babel, you know, where we build false structures to get to God or heaven or whatever. And so on a universal level, we are towering because so many of those false towers, whether it's like what you're talking about, you know, capitalism and materialism and greed and ego structures, they're all falling apart. But the great thing about the tower is they're supposed to fall apart. You know what I mean? And oftentimes when we are in a towering moment, we feel like it's happening to us, not like we're choosing it to happen. And a big part of the tower card in the tarot is learning to surrender, to let go, because the idea with the tower is we're trapped. And the reason why the tower has to crumble is we are imprisoned inside of the, of the tower and those old belief systems and those structures that no longer work. They're decaying structures that's why they're crumbling. So embrace these tower moments that could be happening this month with all that Mars stuff and Jupiter, Pluto and everything else, our March madness. If things start to crumble, let them crumble. That's what the tower card says. Our first instinct is to want to rebuild, right? Let's rebuild that tower. Let's get everything back to where it was. Let's get things back to normal. There is no more normal. Towers are crumbling left and right. And if we can find a way to be with that, then from those crumbling towers, new life comes, right? So tower is a card of death and rebirth. But what they say about the energies of the tower is, like I said before, 
It is not a time to rebuild. Rebuilding comes later. The phoenix shall rise from the ashes, but right now you just need to let things go. You need to surrender into that. And there's a healing aspect to that. You know, taking time to grieve, you know, those old structures and grieving what you're needing to let go of to make way for the new. So I thought the tower was a perfect, perfect card archetype for March and March Madness. From the ashes rises the phoenix. Megan, that's so beautiful <laughs> and so helpful, right? And I, I think one of the really helpful things in that, too, is that notion of when you say, like, things are crumbling, but it's not like they're crumbling and then go rebuild immediately. Mm-hmm. It's about being in that that pull apart, surrendering yeah. to that and just sitting with all of that, knowing, having faith that it will mm-hmm. be rebuilt, that the time will come, but that that the time is not yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to be towering for a while, oh. <laughs> you know, one way, one way or another. So yeah. very, in a, in, like you're saying, a new way of looking at security and mm. foundations. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. And th- I think it's time to finally Wrap up the soupy perfume. The soupy perfume of So Divine for March. But we do have a very special announcement. We alluded to this last month. But due to popular demand, we're now doing a second podcast. Woohoo! Yay! And it's called So Divine conversations and we'll post that uh, mid-month and it's going to be an array of different conversations between Stephanie and I and themes and we'll have some guests but it's going to be really great so stay tuned for that have a marvelous March thank you Stephanie thank you Megan thank you Nick Patrian Sebastiano Tecchio our producers and the overcast room here at Cloud Studios in Seattle where we record this podcast And a big thank you to Megan and to all of you out there listening. Take care. Mm